This is Together 24-7, episode 128. Have you been looking for a different way to increase business, a better way to get your message out there to the masses, a great way to tell the whole world, hey, I am the absolute best at what I do. A commercial's not going to do it. Blogs, not everybody reads. But what about a podcast? It's worked for us. It can work for you too. Maybe you haven't done it because you're not sure what to do. We've created a couple of classes just for you. First is our 10-session self-paced online course, Zero to Launch. It's a self-study course. You download it. You do it at your own pace. And at the end of it, you are a podcaster. Our second class is a live class. We do it via internet, almost a webinar style, but it's live, it's interactive, and we start them a couple of times a year. You can find the schedule at our website. So either do the self-paced course or the live course. Find out information on both at www.fifthtowersolutions.com. That's fifth, F-I-F-T-H, towersolutions.com. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your hosts, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Hello, Catherine. Hello, Barry. How are you today? I'm good. Oh, good. Have you had a good day? Okay, we've been with each other since we woke up this morning. We had a business meeting. You had a dentist appointment. We were running late. I had to go with you to the dentist's office. And then we came home and we got lunch and now we're interviewing. You know, you're ruining the illusion that our listeners have. Like we, Our we, listeners have no illusions. Or delusions. Okay, it, 90% friends and family, probably. And then the other 10% are people we beg to listen. Some of them we pay. Some of them we pay. <laughs> really? I, I should check oh, the bank. Oh, did I forget to tell you that? Yeah, I should check the bank account. All right. Today we have Charlie and Lisa Webb, Vanderstahl Scientific, and they are a medical device packaging machinery. Okay. Machine, no, the type of machinery is, is medical that? device packaging. Right. I know they do medical device packaging because I read the article on them that you forwarded to me, and then I called them up, and then we got them on the show. Ta-da! Ta-da. All right. Charlie lives for hiking. He loves to find an adventure every weekend, loves to explore. They even lived and traveled full-time in an RV with their young son, who is uh, also named Charlie. That's the... But that's wait, the wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's hold on a second. Because what it says in his bio is, is we lived and traveled full-time in an RV with our young son. Crazy? No. No, not, not crazy. Because if you would have listened to a couple of episodes ago, yes. <laughs> there, there was a family living in an RV, traveling around the country with nine kids. Nine wow. kids. They're traveling wow. okay. around. They All right. Have nine you children. guys have nothing on them. Yeah, yeah. No. You, you had it easy. You had it easy. No, ours and was a cakewalk. That's right. That. That's right. That's right. And there were no kids screaming in the background when we were doing the it's interview. because they locked them in the Harry Potter prob- closet. Probably. All right. <laughs> They're all gone. So, um, and Lisa also, she's a runner and a hiker. They love the outdoors. And it's uh, Solvang, California is where they're located. And they've That's been right. married for, uh, they are married. They have been together for 15 years, but they've been in business for 10 years. Company is 21 years old. Did you guys start, uh, or 
did one of you start the company and the other one came in, you know, with as part of the dowry or how, how did that yeah. work? Yeah, yeah so he, I, uh, it was part of his dowry. It was part of right. his dowry. Yeah, she married into the dynasty. So. Yes, I did. She married into the dynasty. Right. <laughs> just, the, uh, just like so you I did. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, so, yeah, I came, I started this uh, uh, 21 years ago. I was in the medical device business and started a consultancy. And one thing led to another. So I'm now we're in the, the finished side of medical devices. So we're the, we have patents on the machinery that has the final closure of devices that, and, and we're, it's, although we're a small company, we're responsible for something like, uh, what's the number, Lisa? You, you're better. Like 100 million sterile transfers a day are sealed up on our equipment. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. So if you went into surgery, there's a good chance that we had a, we were part of the uh, cocooning of that device um, to the point of care, and we have some special patents on the machines to make them um, assure that the, the device isn't compromised. So it's kind of a big deal. <clears throat> Excuse me, about a, they estimate about 100,000 people a year <clears throat> die from exposure or contact uh, from surgical site medical device infections. And so we, we play a big role in sort of heading that off at the pass with a machinery that we have patents on that we develop. So so the tube that violated me a few weeks ago. <laughs> right. And so that procedure. The, 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 the procedure you must get when you turn 50 years old. Continue, oh, yeah. Barry. Yeah. So so it was wrapped up in, in your your packaging. Could be. Now, some of those um, they do in the hospital, they, in central processing, they'll process a lot of that kind of equipment. But for the consumable disposable into medical devices, syringes and surgical blades, those sort of things, the single-use devices. Uh, probably the one that you're talking about was reprocessed in the hospital. Wait a second. But, Hold on a second. Hold on. Let's back up here. <laughs> because I have a problem if something was up there some, on somebody else. There, and, it's, yeah. it's called yeah. reprocessing. That's called yeah, we had, a, we had an issue here in California, you know, as I say, about 100,000 people get, uh, are, are affected by that. And the problem is, and the sort of scary thing in, in medical devices is, so a lot of this is uh, governed by OSHA, local sort of health department. So the FDA isn't wholly in that side of the business. So, you know, you just hope that that person that's reprocessing those uh, uh, items are, are good at their job and following protocol. But on the allied side, the industrial side upstream, it is a very, very strict process. Uh, so the, the devices, those consumable disposable devices, that's under just incredible um, uh, scrutiny and, and regulatory girth to be certain that those things happen. But at the hospital, you know, it's, uh, it's a little different. I'm all, I'm, I went through that procedure not too long ago myself, and I was, uh, I, I kind of squinted a little bit thinking, hmm, I wonder how that was uh, managed. So, <laughs> Yeah. So, so when you walk into the doctor's office and they've got to give you a needle or you walk into the hospital and you have a procedure or something, do they look at you like one restaurant owner would, you know, when a, when a chef from somewhere else walks in or something like that? It's like, ooh, you're going to criticize me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. We have, we have some of our customers that do a, a little – less great of a job of managing their machinery and that has an impact on how well that machinery is going to perform and we're always joking about getting a medical id tag and putting it around our neck with all of those companies so in case Same. we're conscious yeah. don't use a disposable don't, don't use from their this stuff. company don't, <laughs> yeah, i'll provide you that list here. if you need it. 
<laughs> bring your own. <laughs> bring your own. Bring your own. Okay, so yeah, you guys hold two U.S. patents, or Charlie, you hold the patents for medical packaging equipment, and you've got two additional patents pending. Right. You are a Six Sigma black belt. Yeah. It, that has nothing to do with beating up people. Okay. No, that's unfortunately, what, that, it's nothing that exciting. It's, I, it's a, Six Sigma is I, tough. Now, I was see that was the whole thing because I I've heard I know what Six Sigma is, and that's why I got out of the corporate world specifically because the last company I was with was trying to go Six Sigma, and then you're a black belt in it, which I'm guessing means the same thing as being a black belt in any of the martial arts, which means that you are at the highest level, a master, yes? a master. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Six Sigma is a great thing. I mean, really. When you're talking about, um, it's, it's basically t to do with how many sigma levels out of stasis. So the, if every company had a six sigma policy, it would be such a great world we'd live in. I mean, airplanes, that's that amazing. I mean, think about how many airplanes leave and how few issues there are. They're mostly working on some, some sort of a six sigma model. And so if everything, I mean, you know, to, today launch was a failure. When you look at all of the failures that you are bump up against as you go through life, because there's no really procedure that is connected through science. I mean, science is what gets us to space and it's what gets an airplane in the air. So it would only follow that. The more things that follow processes in science, the better our life would be. But unfortunately, the local restaurant doesn't follow a Six Sigma process. And so you get hair in your soup. We're in a Six Sigma restaurant. That's unlikely to happen. Or you get sick or the soup comes out cold or they serve you a salad on a hot plate. So the Six Sigma is, is, a, is a series of checks and balance. Root cause analysis is a big part of Six Sigma. It's like if something bad happened, why did it happen? How can we make sure it doesn't happen again? So it's a lot of it is very, you know, common sense. And we work under a very girthy regulatory environment in our world. Our customers are what they call 1345 ISO companies. And, you know, every time, you know, we, we really defend big pharma and medical device companies, because if you knew what it take, took rather to get a medical device to the hospital with clinical trials and all of the, uh, the, uh, attorneys and scientists and engineers, it's amazing to me that a simple scalpel isn't $100,000. It is such a girthy process. So that's the world that we sort of live in. And so Six Sigma is, is very native to our world because we're under so much regulation. Our uh, small company, we're an ISO 17025 accredited laboratory. And for a little company like ours, that's really quite an undertaking. I mean, it's, it's amazing that we're able to have that. And um, so we have to watch all of these little uh, things to make sure that people get their uh, surgical procedure without it being tainted with all sorts of horrible things. And that's why Six Sigma really is a beautiful thing. Once you embrace the, uh, so I'm making it sound like a religion here, but <laughs> truly, you know, if we had more controls like we do in the automotive industry, like we do in uh, medicine and, and other industries that subscribe to this, it would just be amazing world because I bump into failures all the time and I see the world through the lens of, of uh, failures. And I can't remember what Six Sigma is. I should know this is a black belt. Something like one failure in 680,000 opportunities to fail. In wow. the world, colloquial world that I swim in, going to the store and driving on the freeway, half of the time it's a failure. So if companies didn't belong 
to this sort of regulatory concept, um, it would just be absolute chaos. So I would love to spread the love of Six Sigma and see it drip into other industries to where things could, could have controls and get better. Because in, in my, from my vista, the world looks like a sloppy mess. So, <laughs> that's the bad so there you go. Being. The world is a sloppy mess. Yes, you can quote oh. me on that. Should be my epitaph. <laughs> I don't want to go out to eat anymore. I, yeah, I don't <laughs> want to go out to eat anymore either. I'm serious. It's it's a dangerous world out there. It, yeah, it is. It is. We've um, uh, another couple that we um, we interviewed. They uh, do a doctor and a nurse. They do preparedness training. And, you know, what do you do in an emergency if you can't get to the hospital and that sort of things? Little little on the edge of prepper, but still, um, you know, she went, uh, she went down, Nurse Amy went down a list of, okay, so when you walk into this place and you see this and then this and then this and this, and I'm like, oh, I will never eat out again. Oh. And I was just starting to, but thank you for that. Yeah. No. It's, I, always, I always liken eating out to like you know, it should be regulated so much more because basically, you know, that is something going into your body. Oh yeah. You know, it's, they can kill you. So, and they're so cavalier about cleanliness. And in my own kitchen, I don't cross contaminate whatsoever. If you ever ate at my house, that will be the cleanest food you've ever eaten because every vegetable, everything is washed with, you know, completely washed. My hands are sterilized. I mean, I don't, if I walk away, I come back, I re-sanitize my hands. I mean, but people don't treat it like that at no, all. Not always, not always. And P.S., yeah. by the way, listeners, uh, the bazillion pack of, what are the gloves, that, the, the little, the little the vinyl, vinyl gloves? The vinyl gloves? Yeah, the, the bazillion pack yeah. of vinyl gloves at Costco, it is a godsend. So, you know, go to your local Costco and get that. Yeah, use them. Use them. Yeah. So both we love it when we see the uh, them use the glove at the, at a subway or a sandwich place, and they'll make your sandwich. Then they go to the cash register and ten with the same gloves. That's what gloves. Nurse Amy it's like, talked I'm about. Like, Stop right there. Uh, I'm going to be unable to eat that sandwich oh. now because you just contaminated it with money. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Nurse Amy said the same food. thing. Yeah, no, we don't we don't eat fast food, so that, so that's always good. Yeah. yeah. That's always good. good. So now, Charlie and Lisa, you are both um, certified. I hope I didn't ask for the pronunciation before. Kaizen facilitators. Good yes. job. Kaizen okay. is, you know, Kaizen. basically in Japanese it means good change, and Kaizen is another sort of. Uh, it's in the periphery sort of uh, Six Sigma, and again, you know, it just falls under our wheelhouse. Sorry to use you know that word, but it, it's where you know we reside. So the training basically again follows a lot of of the root cause sort of stuff, and you know, it's it, again, I, I just uh, if you look at these things in your life, like it, a root cause is so important. If you know you. If you date the out-of-work, drug-addicted artist and it didn't go well, don't do it again. But, I mean, just those sort of things. People will, in their life, will repeat something and they never went upstream to find out, you know, where the the trouble began. So um, Kaizen also falls in. Kaizen has a lot of principles. Um, Kanban is part of it where where it just has uh, uh, boards where you sort of plan what you're doing next. And... uh, if um, most of the stuff, when you look at it, is just very simple 
obvious sort of uh, workflow lessons on on how to manage an organization where you're least likely to fail. And that's really what it's all about. And again, in our industry, it's so important that there aren't failures because they're literally life and death sort of stuff. So the Kaizen kind of keeps us thinking in those terms. So as facilitators, then you are helping other companies or you're training other companies in addition to... We don't. Um, this is just for our own internal okay. um, operation. Yeah, we just you know we want to because we're in the food chain. I, I guess we're like uh, you know the one sort of nerdy friend you had that didn't belong with the cool kids, and they try harder. We're the nerdy kids in that. We try harder because we're smaller. We don't have a, a staff of PhDs in a beautiful building in uh, San Diego. We're so we do everything just over the top and we all have multiple jobs. And so we have to make sure that just because we're small, we're not delivering any sort of services that would feel smaller, be smaller, that we're not playing with the big boys, so to speak. So that's a a good way for us to just keep on adding more and more uh, capabilities so we can serve our customers better up to the sort of things that they expect. And it's just, it's a hundred percent fail free as you know, the mantra in our industry, they're just can't be failures. And, and again, Kaizen kind of keeps us thinking in those terms of watching the, the windshield. Okay. And Lisa, now we also, we mentioned uh, you're a runner, you're a hiker, uh, just like Charlie. Although, no, Charlie doesn't run. He likes adventure and exploring, but he's he just lives for hiking, not the running. I, I run too. But oh, you run too. Well, he does run. He <laughs> actually does. On days where we don't have the time uh, to hike, you know, like... We, to, to hike, the hike that we do is a thousand foot peak every day, usually, but that takes 40 minutes up yeah. and 25 minutes down. So when we're like crunch for time, we just do a 5k you just do, and we run just and we're, and we're run. done quick. quick but the quick. cool thing about this is that, you know, we have through our travel, we have, I mean, our, our little company does, you know, a few million dollars a year. And we've really, uh, and I'm only using dollar not to break here, just to uh, sound like Trump, uh, to, to, to sort of show you where we were. But, I mean, we've been on the south rim of the Grand Canyon hiking, selling tens of thousands of dollars of their product. Our phones, you know, beautifully ring through a, a very advanced um, uh, phone system with, you know, great delivery music message on hold. And so our meetings, most of our sales, I mean, it's amazing how much of our business we, we operate from these trails. It's, uh, I think people would be stunned, you know, which is always interesting when you run a company like this, when you're, we're trying to somehow snuff up the sound of birds in the background as we're selling product. But yeah. It's or been, breathing heavy because you just hiked a thousand yeah, right. and now you're going to take a call. It's like, uh, don't mind me. I'm running between buildings. Uh, nothing. Don't look over here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that, Lisa, oh, oh, I was, oh, was going to say, Lisa was the former sales director and sales, uh, former director, I'm sorry, of sales and marketing for one of the nation's oldest custom metal fabricators. Yeah. So you, that, you came into this knowing concept to completion processes. Oh. Oh, completely. Yeah, that that really. Uh, I just came right in here and and took over, and no training needed. I just took took the ball and ran with it. So and and Charlie, is that one of the reasons? I you come from an industry. Well, let me go back to Lisa's bio. You come from an industry where uh, on time delivery is not just a marketing catchphrase, but you need to do on time delivery. That's an absolute. That's a must, must, must. Uh, you're the fast paced person in the in the firm. 
You'll, uh, you've been known to drive over an hour to see, see off a critical part in an order and keep your customer production online. All the and time. You're, and you're tech savvy. So just this one part, the metal fabrication, knowing concept to completion, on-time delivery. Charlie, when you were doing that first dinner date with Lisa and you were getting to know each other and your Zodiac signs and favorite colors, and, and then you delved into, so what do you do for a living? Did you just like say, this is the girl I'm marrying? I think so. Yeah, I think, you know, I just, um, she, she, I met her at a trade show. So that was the the uh, the perfect venue to sort of size her up to see what you know how she could fall into. <laughs> it's one of my you know minions, but so she yeah. So I you know I, I luckily I got to see how she performed right away because she was the first minutes of dialogue was her telling me about the products that she sold. So I already knew her ability there. So I think that's I wasn't really looking for anybody in a relationship, but just because you know she would have been such a good employee, I had no choice. So we got married. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Maybe not quite. It'll work out fine. It'll work out fine. I'll work the relationship details out. I need a sale. Saves on payroll. (laughs) Saves on payroll, right? No. Not always. So um, now that you you guys are a little bit different, you didn't start the business together, Charlie. You started it, and Lisa, you came in on it. So tell us what it was like to come into an established business and um, take over. And take over <laughs> exactly. and realize that it wasn't going to ruin this this brand spanking new relationship you had. Uh, you know, he he probably is the smartest person I've ever met in my entire life. And so I already knew going into it that um, this was going to be amazing. And um, it was awesome. The way he, the way it was set up, it was uh it was great because I came in and I was able to really add to what he was doing. So it made me feel like, oh, I'm important now. You know, I really was able to come in and change things around and help him um, grow the business because the business today is much different than it was 10 years ago. And um, we're both very, very passionate about each of our jobs. So it works very, very well. We work very well together. I never have to tell him, gee whiz, you're kind of sloughing off there. You need to kind of pick up your game a little bit. Never. And he never has to tell me, hey, you know, these customers need this or you didn't do this quote or none of that. It's because we're both so passionate individually about what we do. And uh, it's great synergy. It's great. And I, Oh, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. No, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to ask Lisa, uh, now, Charlie, you've been in business before, or you started this business, but Lisa, were you an entrepreneur in the past? Never. Never. No, I worked for your... a company. Uh, matter of fact, this is the only, this is the third job I've ever had in my life. So the, the job that I had before was uh, a, just a sales job that um, I actually started on the working, building mechanism, coin mechanisms and newspaper racks, and went up to be um, the first saleswoman at that job that it had been in business since 1898. They never had a saleswoman uh, travel and do what I did. So I actually held the highest position that a woman in that arena ever held. And um, so I was just a sales girl, but I sure like this a lot more, I'll tell you. Well, you got to marry the boss. Yeah, that's Woo! it. <laughs> that yeah, great. now the, the term boss is never you know thrown around anymore. So no. yeah, that was, that was one of the things where, you know, I, I think what's real important, at least for us, is that, 
you know, tr- you have to trust that the person that you're working with has, is capable of doing their job clearly, but also um, has the same sort of vision of where the company's going. We both want to grow our company. Um, we're very, uh, both of us are just nuts about uh, customer experience because um, we, we've had bad experiences buying things. And so both of us just talk colloquially about how, gosh, can you believe these companies won't do this? In fact, I'm, I'm still researching a book that I've been trying to get done for some time called uh, No Food or Drinks, and it's a customer service book and, and all of these sort of crazy things that companies do to repel customers. And so both of us being very customer, very people-centered, it's, it's just it's very natural. We've had a very organic sort of blending. Um, I work the, the marketing and engineering side and the regulatory side. Lisa does all the customer relationships. She manages our, our parts business for our machinery. Um, she manages uh, uh, the laboratory remotely from here. Our laboratory is about 60 miles east of Los Angeles, and that's where our accredited um, empirical lab is, and we have a calibration laboratory, and then our machines are done. So the, the beautiful thing is, is that you know, Lisa and I get to uh, work in a home office. All of the sort of nuts and bolts and gears and moving parts are all happening down uh, away from us. Uh, we're about 200 miles away from our office. So we rarely go down there because we have someone that we can trust. So we, we just, um, you know, we both know what we're doing when we hit the ground running, when the phone rings, there's no question who the call belongs to. And, um, we've just know what our spot is and it, we don't bump into each other. And, wow. uh, you know, happily, Lisa, you know, has a lot of respect for me and, and she knows that there's a, a bigger tenure on my side for this industry. And so she uh, yields to the things that I do know about. And if I feel we, we neither one of us have this ego where our feelings are hurt or something. We, we both know this, the things get done. If the other person knows more about that subject, then obviously you yield to that person. No hurt feelings. None. And uh, I think that's important in a part of the relationship relationship dynamic that we're very, I would trust her with any part of my life. I mean, there, there's no one eye open sort of a thing in our relationship. We both came from relationships that were not so great and we're both on our second time around. And so, you know, there was, uh, uh, uh the people that, you know, we were with were, were, were the opposite of that for our, in our view anyway. So loyalty and, um, you know, honesty and disclosure, those are just paramount in our relationship. And so, you know, when you trust somebody and you can let go of the wheel, um, I have a heart, I'm a control freak, no question about it. I mean, I can't let anybody drive. And Lisa's the only person that I can just, you know, she's got my back. And I think that's so important. Um, and once you feel like that, I think um, the rest of it comes easy in terms of division of, of whatever, whoever happens to be there. And, you know, we're, we're never do we get on our, our high horse. I mean, we, there no. ain't nothing around here that I wouldn't do. And there's nothing that she wouldn't do on any one of the jobs that have to be done. Whatever has to be done, we do it. And um, we, you know, we think that appreciation is, is very important, that we are so happy to be able to make a good living, to have free time. Um, we even homeschool our son. So uh, we want him to be part of the party and to stay with us all time. So we're three of us running around. Um, we have a lot of liquidity. In fact, a lot of people think that, you know, we're independently wealthy or something because they never see us working. And so when you're that seamless, we feel like, well, we must be doing something right. We make this whole crazy thing seem easy. Now, you guys, you you have your division of labor worked out pretty well. But 
have you had any entrepreneurial disagreements? Any good ones? I'm talking <laughs> blow up, <laughs> fight, knives, dishes. No, it doesn't, no. Have, it doesn't have to I'm be I'm the only that one bad. who throws dishes bare, really. Oh. I haven't done that in so long. And thank God your aim stinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I usually throw office furniture, but that's me. You know, yeah, it's that, all that, was, that was in his past life. In my past to, life, it was office yeah. furniture. He, he, yeah. he always threatened that he was going to back up a cement truck and just fill the office because he had it. But yeah, in this life, no, it's a lot. it's a lot better. It's... Yeah, I mean, we have a, a skirmish or so, but usually, I mean, I mean, again, the good thing is, is that, that uh, you know, Lisa's like my biggest fan and she has a lot of faith in my ability to do it. And because I had the tenure prior to her, I mean, obviously I had a business I was going, so I must know what I'm doing. So, oh, yeah. It, and I think, you know, Lisa's learned a, a lot uh, from me and I've learned, you know, a lot from her in terms of, you know, uh, letting go of every possible thing that surrounds me. And so... You know, it's it's worked out well. I mean, I I think it gets better and better. I think in the earlier years, we're like, okay, who's doing what? And and um, I think maybe she's a little afraid that you know she's going outside uh, uh, her side, and you know, I'm I'm on her maybe a little bit in the early days about something. It's how we both just you know just organically sort of it all came together, and we um, you know we both get better at what we do vocationally. And so, um, you know, I think again, we're, we're both just such advocates of each other. We have such trust that we just let the other one go. And it's like, I I'm sure it's going to work out better because it always does. And luckily that's, that's been the case. So we're, we're very fortunate that way. Yeah. And when you're, when you're thankful for your situation and for your partner, it, uh, the first thing you got to have is an attitude of gratitude. And when you have that, it it all makes life a lot better. And when you have two people who are passionate about the same purpose, it, it just, it works. It totally works. And let me ask a question. How long did it take? Because as you said, you, you were both in a situation previous. This is, uh, this is second time around for both of you guys. And, um, and, Charlie, you started this business, so this was your baby before Lisa came along. How how long did it take being in, in business with each other before, and I'm going to kind of aim this more to Charlie, because you did, you, not me, you said control freak or something like that. Totally. So <laughs> so how long before you, you could loosen up a little bit? How long of working with Lisa? Well, you know, I think um, a lot of, of course, in business, you know, the, the arbiter of uh, progress is, you know, money. So as the company grew and we were reaching more customers and, you know, Lisa, uh, from the time Lisa started joining, well, obviously, you know, we're doing better together, whether it's her or me uh, or an aggregate, it's, that's when, you know, you could see, I mean, the scorecard was showing that, you know, we were doing better, obviously as a group, we're doing better. And, um, that's when I felt like, you know, maybe back off on the areas that, I would normally have this, you know, monomaniacal control over this aspect of business and just like letting it go. In fact, this this last year, I would say I let go of so much more of that stuff. And it's very relaxing to be able to do it because in my last life, that was never possible. I constantly had to watch everything and micromanaging a business. I was a business consultant for a while. And during those days of new product development and medical devices, what you realize is what most of the burnout CEOs are, are people have to <clears throat> go in and just, they're exhausted from watching every single corner because they don't have a good staff. And a good staff is so integral to the growth of a company. And 
you the the CEOs that surprisingly were very smart, but they didn't have the ability to let things go, and they didn't trust people, and uh, they were you know a little afraid to um, have somebody come in that's maybe better at it. I mean, if somebody's better at something than I am, I am all for it. I can't be everything, and so it's taken me a while and some ego development in my old age to get to the point to where I realized that. You know, there's going to be somebody that does it better than me. Some younger person can do this better than me, and I'm totally cool with that so long as I can keep my hand on the wheel of, of largely you know, flying the enterprise, then I'm good. But I don't have to do every one of those little jobs. And with Lisa, I, I felt 100% uh, confident that everything's good, and it is. Yeah. And now, Lisa, I want to direct this next question to you because, well, Charlie's been talking a lot. <laughs> he's 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 really actually the better talker. Well, that's okay. I'm, I'm more of I'll be back here just doing my job. Okay, honey, you go talk. You go tell him. <laughs> well, I, I want to hear from you anyway. So you you, you kind of touched on this earlier, but what are some of the joys that you guys experience from being together twenty four seven? I I just I like that guy so much. Being able to see his beautiful face all the time, my eyes are just ah. Uh, I love him. I think he's wonderful. Catherine, and, hold my hair back. I'm going to vomit. I stop because I said I'm the same so thing sorry. about you. But you know what? I'm so, I'm so lucky to be able to stay home with my husband and my child and, you know, make a good living and never have to – I don't have to drop my son off at daycare. He doesn't even have to go to school. I'm able to homeschool him, be with him all day so that, you know, I get to spend every single minute with my son and uh I, I wouldn't have it any other way so so i'm very thankful for that and, and you realize that i'm joking about the oh, oh okay I, just making oh, making sure because okay. Catherine does say the same things about me and i just feel so good when she does <laughs> <laughs> well good well she should i'm i bet you she does because when you are together 24 7 like you guys probably are just like we are you uh you you, you tend to get a you know, you, you like hanging out with each other, obviously, you know, you have to, the, the number one thing is you have to actually really like that person. Oh, and that sometimes is really hard to do. And, And we tell people all the time, you know, if, if you don't truly like each other, to yeah. the point where you can be together 24-7. Don't go into don't business, go into together. business together. Yeah, no. Because it'll just magnify the problems. Exactly. So I actually really like my husband. I really like him. And so that that's that's really helpful. And I'm gonna I'm gonna have to ask just to make sure, make sure you guys are on the same page. Charlie, do you agree with that? That she really likes you? Oh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the one thing you know. I never, I never, I never really need to get. I mean, for instance, if you were on our Facebook, um, we have more people who want to secretly kill us, but never yes. say that. You know, it's like, oh my God, here they go oh, again. Oh Love, yeah, perfect. Here's their kid. I just can't take it. So, you know, if uh, not that you know, Facebook is a good arbiter of anything other than, um, you know, we we like to say it out loud, and you know, I. I'm always suspicious of people who can't couples that can't be together 24 seven. I mean, that to me is like, well, you know, and I'm sure there are the people who are just like, you know, I'm just kind of my free spirit. I need my space and all that sort of stuff. Luckily for me, that's not Lisa and it's not me. We are the most needy laboratories in the world. (laughs) Oh, we are. It's like, can you tell me again? Do you love me? Is everything okay? Do you like me? Uh, You know, it's like a constant reassurance. 
Oh, I mean, constantly. I mean, I am, I am her audible mirror, whether or not her butt looks big in pants. I mean, all this stuff <laughs> comes from me. It never looks big in pants, Charlie. It never does. Well, believe me. You... <laughs> no. That's the thing is we, you know, we, we really rely. I mean, and we, and we know we sort of, I hate this. This sounds not the way I want it to sound properly, but we're very brand sensitive of each other. So if we think for a minute that, well, gosh, you know, what would someone think about her? We feel so, or uh, each other, I think we feel so strong that we want to make sure that they look at them at the highest possible level or way. And just, and so we're watching each other constantly about, you know, are we do, how are we perceived i mean as if it was ourself not that we're egomaniacs on this no. mission for everybody to love us but you know we want to we're we're very conscious of of making sure that that person is liked that people treat us fair i mean god help anyone that gives that's uh that's rude to me or anything oh boy uh-huh. she's just she's a pit bull and she's got my back so it's just it's so nice to really to feel that way to where someone admires you and someone has your back again. I know I keep harping on that, but it's from my last life. It is, it's such an important thing. And I just, it feels great to be loved. And that's how I feel. And, and brand loyalty. I just want to touch on that one thing that you said, not brand loyalty, but, but being the brand at all times, you know, that's what happens when you're an entrepreneur, you live your brand and you are your brand and, and just checking up on each other and, and making sure everything is good, well, that's you know that's part of the deal, and it's very sweet too. You're adorable. Yeah. Well, it? you know we were, we were, we were. You know, it's so funny. With someone called at Facebook, we did this post the other day, and we were called the power couple, and we're like, <laughs> yeah, baby. Wow. It's, okay, it's, then. Because <laughs> I, I looked at my checklist of all the things that we were going for, and there you go, the power couple. So. <laughs> Even though now most people would be like, oh, no, come on. No, I'm like, okay. Yeah, no, no, Charlie's like, tell me again. Can, can you highlight that? Can I repost that, just that comment right there? Because that's really important. It's funny because we, we've seen that also. And, and I have the same reaction. I'm like, yeah. Now, how can I convert that into money? <laughs> exactly. know, right? <laughs> that, that's where I go with it. So, so how can yeah, I monetize yeah. that? How I'm can I monetize couple. that thought? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm half of a power couple. Anyway, so <laughs> what, what do you guys do to separate your business time from your personal time? Well, you know, I, I, I get up at three o'clock in the morning, usually two thirty three, and I work till like 10 o'clock with the things that I need to do. And I'm pretty much done for the day other than taking tech support calls in certain cases and, and, uh, and a little, you know, a few things like that. So I get done really early. Lisa gets up a little bit later. And, and, um, so she knocks herself, herself out early as well. And so usually we got, you know, pretty much the day to do it. And we both know, I mean, it's funny when the phone rings, even our son, he, it's, it's like this Pavlovian response phone rings. He shuts up. He could be, it's like he freezes wherever he's at. It's almost like surreal. He'll be catching a ball and he'll catch it and stop. Boy, the mom's on the phone or dad's on the phone. So very well trained, you know, we, um, we, we, he, he knows to, you know, sort of chill in between that. And so we, we actually have to weave it in because we can't control when the people call us, when they need to talk. But as far as our sort of shoveling, we do that early in the morning and then the rest of the day, you know, we can and sort of enjoy a, you know, a, effectively what looks like a day off to most people. But we spend a lot of time doing things on our phone. We're moving around. We travel a great deal. So, um, 
we've just learned to weave it in. It's hard to say when we're working on, you know, when we're not. The call comes in, we work for a second, and then we don't, and then we work again for a second. So it's a beautiful thing. We just sort of mix it all up throughout the day. Yeah, I try to get all the orders and everything that's going to go out for the day. That's all handled first thing in the morning. I send it off to, uh, you know, uh, our lab. And and then I just take the things as they come. Emails come in, quote requests, phone calls, you know, emergency orders, whatever. And then so most of the rest of the day is just, you know, playing. Well, getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning, I mean, at what time do you just teeter out at the end of the day? I mean... I, early I, I, i'd say you know, early six o'clock i'd be in yeah. bed we, we, we no, have I, five every day and then after that we're pretty much done yeah we have friends that you know they know that we, we invite them over for a night at our place that you know it's 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 the affairs here from four to about eight o'clock i'm in bed at nine o'clock that's yeah. late for me but that's late yeah but i'm a i'm a morning person you know charlie Charlie, he's a real high energy little guy, and uh, he won't shut up. So, and pretty much when he's up, they, the work's you know much more difficult. So, I try to knock that all out in the morning. And it's quiet. I'm a morning per- person, so I'm able to to get through the things that I need to do. And I do. And you know, it's it's four or five hours uh, of solid, good, pr- productive work, and then I'm done. So, one thing I've learned, you know, for me. The, and this is the new monetary unit is free time because, you know, it follows that if you work hard, then you, you know, can make a lot of money. But the trick is, and my sort of hack or hybrid is to be able to work little but make a lot of money. So, so far so good. It's taken some time to get here. But, you know, I re- I'm 58 years old. I have a nine-year-old son. You know, doing the math, uh, I'm getting all the time that I can, not to sound, you know, fatalistic or anything, but I'm getting all the time I possibly can. And at nine years old, I've seen my son far more than most men have seen their kids by the time they're off or into college. So, you know, there's a little bit of alchemy there where you can create more time effectively and to make time more important. And, you know, calling again on my sort of Six Sigma training, I plan to, to win. I plan, people that drive them crazy is when I have this discussion about recreation should be something that you plan in order for it to be successful. You don't accidentally go through a work day and accidentally have good results, nor should you expect to do that with your play. So I take that free time serious. I expect and require that free time. And as a result, I live a much more, or we do, a much more normal, happy, balanced life, I think. But it's been a lot of work in the creation. That's fantastic. Now, are there any books that either of you have read in in this whole journey that have really set a tone or really, really resonated with you that you would like to share with our listeners? Um, I read a book early on. It was an audio book. And what, what was that? Was it Dr. Laura Webb? I'm not sure. But anyways, it was a book about it, it, appreciation. And how women really, um, they really are the ones in control. If yes, you just, are. if you just learn how to do it right, you, the, the, the woman of the house really does control the happiness of the house. And so that really helped a lot. You, you I know, can't remember I, the name of it though. I don't need a book to tell me that. I know, I know <laughs> See, who runs this know? household. Does this fall into a happy wife, happy life? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, I think for me it was, um, I don't know if you guys are uh, Seth Godin devotees, but I, yes. I really am. And uh, I think the 
Icarus Deception was one of the best things ever written. Um, you know, it, uh, unlike a lot of sort of self-helpy sort of gurus, that's not at all what Seth is about. He's a, he's one of the smartest, uh, persons, uh, that, that, uh, in terms of his blog, I think it's one of the most greatest thing ever written. Uh, in fact, he's, he's just compiled a book from all of his uh, blogs. And if you don't get it, I, I, you know, I get it into your inbox every day. It's terrific. But you know, the Icarus deception, um, it, it covers so many things on personal development for business. Um, it's just, uh, it's an excellent read and, uh, he really nails it in terms of what an artist is and, and sort of how to find, you know, your spot. And for people who may struggle with marginal egos or a lack of direction, um, it's a, it's a terrific book to sort of get you on track in terms of, you know, how you might, uh, review your life and, and some good curative sort of, uh, little footnotes in it. It's a terrific book. Fantastic. And the final question in the serious part of our interview is if you can give our listeners just one piece of advice, what would it be? Lisa, you want to go on that first? Uh, You've got to have passion, period, and energy in whatever you do. Put your all into it because um, don't be lazy. That's that's the thing that I can't stand is, is just. Go in and go hard. Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Energy's a big deal. You know, we, Lisa, it's her, you know, this, this woman hits the ground running in the morning and I never see her off her feet. And, uh, you know, I, I heard something said, excuse me for quoting uh, Tony Robbins here, but he had a great acronym for um, luck. He said that luck is labor under correct knowledge. And most people, while they're waiting for, you know, their cosmic luck to cut in, come in, the successful people that have the things that they want, either it's through, you know, better health through exercise, whether it's um, a better financial position through uh, hard work and diligence and focus and that, you know, labor under correct knowledge, um, that's really, you know, such an important message because uh, I, I think people are just waiting for the opportunity and the opportunities are everywhere. I mean, you, if I was to told tomorrow, I need to start a new business to be successful. I don't even know where I would start. There's opportunities dripping everywhere. Everybody's trying to find the next, you know, hula hoop or whatever, where there's so much opportunity just to deliver the common banal items that you receive every day. A sandwich, for instance, we have a sandwich uh, restaurant that opened in town. So how do you make a sandwich that's $16? You get a little bit of show business to it, some great audience. Next thing you know, you're in the $16 sandwich business. So, you know, the passion for whatever you're offering and, uh, you know, stop looking for the, the silver bullet and just get crazy passionate, have fun with it. And, you know, for me, the big, huge bit of advice for anyone is make sure that free time is integrated into your work because without free time, what's the point? You know, there's to have a lot of money to not be able to do anything. We have friends that are very wealthy and they're relegated to a pretty marginal sort of suburban Disneyland once a year sort of a life. And so you don't, you know, you don't want that to be the, the brass ring unless that's your thing. For me, it's, you know, it's got to be integrated regularly to have uh, a terrific life means free time often. Amen. Amen. That's it. That is, that is so true. So now getting to the more personal side. Guys, what is your favorite meal to cook together or 
and I don't even know if they're going to answer this one because they don't like restaurants, but what is your favorite meal at your favorite restaurant? I'm, my favorite meal is anything that Lisa's cooking. She's an amazing cook. She just, um, everything she does is just fabulous. Here we go. <laughs> grab, <laughs> grab your hair. Here we go. <laughs> she's, she's, she's a tr- tremendous cook. And we, um, we're, uh, we live in California, so you got to cut us some clack, but we're cl- uh, some slack. Yeah. Vegans. Yeah. So, you know, the California vegans you hear yeah, about, you know. yes. yes, that's, that's us. And so, you know, weed, as my friend describes, we eat a lot of weeds. And, uh, so, you know, anything that's healthy and, and great, you know, luckily we're in Santa Barbara, um, County, County. California. So, it is this, you know, gustatory mecca here, and so many amazing restaurants that uh, we love. Some people go bar hopping; we like to go restaurant hopping. And so, even though we're concerned about, you know, who washed their hands in the back room, it doesn't stop us from pushing forward and exploring all the great restaurants that we have around here. And Lisa, does Charlie, little Charlie, not big Charlie, get involved in the uh, in the cooking with you? You know what? He really actually is just starting to do that. He really likes to get in there and uh, chop up stuff and throw it in a pan, even though I'm not going to eat it. I, I let him think I might. Um, but yeah, he actually does. He loves to bake and cook and uh, doesn't like to eat anything. He's a really terrible picky eater. But yeah, he likes to get in there with me. So it's fun. Very cool. And last question before we cut to commercial. Red, white, or beer? White, for sure. Very good. I'm going to go white. You're going white as well. Yeah. So. It sounded like you weren't really too settled on that, but you just, well, well <laughs> Lisa said it, and I love her so much. <laughs> okay, I'm and- just going to go with what she said. <laughs> exactly. I've learned. He doesn't really drink. He doesn't, he doesn't like, he did, but I like, I like a white wine, you know, every now and then. Good white wine is is definitely great with uh, with a nice vegetarian vegan meal. Um, you don't no. want you don't want anything too heavy. I don't no. I don't know of too many. I don't know of too many vegetarian or vegan meals that that like a good heavy red would go with. No. So I think so. I think white is a good choice. Yeah. Let's go ahead and take a small commercial break, and then we'll get back with our pet peeve. Hey everybody, we know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, together 24 7 listeners can get a free audiobook. That's a free audiobook and a 30 day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com slash together. Listeners, you have a business, you need a website. There are a million choices out there, so where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com, unless you're driving. Then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. And we're back. Catherine, who's pet peeving today? Charlie's pet peeving today. And, and B, 
being as uh, this is right around Halloween, I didn't do the math before we started the recording. Everybody knows. So if we're into December, we apologize. Right. (laughs) If we're into December, we apologize. But I think in the quick math in my head that we will be right around this holiday. So, Charlie, what is your pet peeve? What drives you crazy? Well, luckily, it'll work either way. Um, And I'll tell you why. My pet peeve is animals in costumes. Halloween costumes. <clears throat> but keep in mind, this spills over to Christmas. So we've seen plenty of Santa poodles and all of that stuff. That's a big no for me. We just I can't know, stand it. I don't know why it incites anger. And I'm Rage. afraid one of these days I'm going to lose it. And, and I, who knows what will happen. I don't, I don't want any record of this. You guys are going to have to testify if I say anything else. But yeah, for sure, animals in Halloween costumes. So, so a, a pit bull and a tutu is just not good? Not good, no. <laughs> I am I am hoping that this is the episode that our travel agent is not listening to. Oh no. <laughs> because he puts he puts his mascot uh, fur baby son into costumes. Oh my gosh. Well I'm here to teach too, so maybe he'll understand how the general public views it and at least have sort of a counter argument from me. But yeah, that's a big no. <laughs> I, I sometimes I just shake my head when I see that. Sometimes it's cute, but sometimes it's and too much. And fortunately, we can't get our cats into costumes. Oh yeah, so. we can't. Oh no, or the chickens, <laughs> or the chickens. Cats don't like that. No, cats don't like much of anything. No, my husband, my son bought our cat a bow tie to put on him, and the cat's like, uh, no. Yeah. I'm not doing this. I'm like, well, that was a waste of money, son. Yeah, the cat's <laughs> already plotting to kill you. Now he's just moving oh, up the timeline. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So Charlie and Lisa Webb, Vanderstall Scientific, medical device packaging machinery. Now it's it, it now like it makes came, sense. Yeah, to now you. it came clear to me. Uh, so the next time you are in your doctor's office and getting the blood taken, or you're in the hospital or something, think of Charlie and Lisa and know <sighs> that you know know that you're going to live tomorrow because of them. At least not die from an infection. Guys, thank yeah. you so much for uh, for coming on the show with us and for telling great. us a little bit about what it's like for you guys to be together twenty four seven. Thanks for the opportunity, and, and we'll catch everyone next time. Catch Bye-bye. you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly, together at together247.net. Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors' links as well. Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net. And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.